Becoming a Better Dad podcast, episode number three. Hey, this is your host, Corey. And I'm Andy. And welcome back to Becoming a Better Dad podcast. Um, and this is your first time checking us out. Uh, thanks for thanks for visiting and uh, hope we or hope you like what you hear. Yeah, we, we now, Corey, we had received a lot of feedback uh, from our last episode on discipline. And, you know, it's one of those topics that it's huge and everyone struggles with. I, kn- I know from what I've heard, everybody struggles with it. And they're really glad to hear that there are other guys out there that are struggling with the same thing. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I've I've even had conversations, um, people uh, that I know that have listened. They came, you know, talk to me and were like, hey, you know, this great topic. Um, here's some of my experience. And and our fir- so our first one, we received a couple of emails that we're going to talk about on the show tonight. The first one is from Dan from Korea. And Dan says, you know, first off, he really enjoyed our discussion on discipline. And again, it's great to know that there are other dads that are struggling with the same thing. Um, and Dan's got two girls. Uh, they're four and two. And he had a question for us, though, that he wanted us to kind of talk about. And his question was, at home, it seems like there's always a struggle to get his girls to go to bed every single, every single night, not just one, you know, once a week, but every single night. So he was wondering what works well for us. Uh, so we both, we both sent him an email, and, um, and I know that he enjoyed that. So, uh, Corey, how do you handle that? How do you handle the bedtime at your house? Yeah, that is a great question. Um, it's, it can be a struggle. Um, and the way, the way we've done it and the way we've chosen to set it up at our house um, is that we have a routine. We take the boys through a routine every night. Um, or we try to, and um, our routine consists of you know going upstairs to their bedroom, um, sitting right outside their bedroom, and then we we read some books, um, one or two, you know, not not a lot, and you know we make them sit down and listen to the books, and then um, we ask uh, my oldest one, we ask him, you know, what was your favorite part of today, and kind of go over the day with him, and then um, we ask him what he's thankful for, and. Um, you know, he'll list a couple things and, uh, he, he always, uh, puts in there his mommy and daddy and Lucas and Elijah. Um, so, <laughs> so he's thankful for himself. Yes. And just gets the whole family in there. So, um, it's, that's precious. And, um, then, you know, we, we say bedtime prayers and then we, he knows that it's time to go to bed. And, um, you know, my oldest, he, he's in, to the point where he knows that once we're done with that, it's time for bed. Um, and my youngest is starting to get there, you know, to, tonight, just tonight when I put him to bed, he, um, uh, you know, we, we got done with the routine and he, you know, I put him down and he walked right over to his bed and crawled up in his bed. And that was, that was pretty cool. So that's, that's kind of our routine. And there are nights that are harder than others for sure. Yeah, definitely. And that's the same thing here. What I've found is at this point, we don't have too many issues with our boys. We do do routines. Um, like Corey said, you know, we go ahead and we do pray. We pray with our boys. We read a Bible story with them. Sometimes we read another story, uh, just depending on how early they get to bed. You know, if you know, we try to get them to bed around eight o'clock. And so that seems to be consistent. We try to get that consistent. Now, if it's the weekend, that kind of varies. You know, sometimes they'll be up later than that, especially if we're out at, you know, our in-laws or our grandparents. So that type of thing it kind of varies 
but we try to keep a, a routine going. Um, we also sometimes will do singing, but it, the routine is fairly the same. It always consists of reading the Bible and it always consists of praying. And then we go back in and we tuck them into bed and we kiss them goodnight and things like that. And, um, you know, a lot of what I find is my boys tend to kind of, after we put them down, you'll hear them kind of like, I want this. And you'll hear them kind of talking and, you know, you usually have to go in there and get them a drink of water or, you know, kind of cover them up and pat their, pat their back or things like that. Uh, now with Micah, he's usually out just like the, that. You can shut the light out. He's usually asleep. He's got, he, he's old enough that he doesn't take a nap anymore. And so for him, by the time it's bedtime, he's, he's tired. He's out uh, for Eli. It's a little bit different because he does have a nap. So he's not as tired by the time it's time to go to bed. So sometimes he'll lay in there and he'll say things like, I need you. I'm scared. I need a drink or the, my favorite one. is so you'll, he'll say something, you go in there and he'll be like, um, um I want to, I want to tell you something. And you're like, okay, tell me. And he'll be like, I need to tell you something. And <laughs> <laughs> you're just like he's, he's just wanting to get your attention he is he is stall stall before going to bed yeah so you know and then we'll just say you know eli it is time to go to bed and usually he'll settle down after about 15 minutes or half an hour so we really don't have a whole lot of of struggle with that there but it is you know and, and i had talked to my wife about this i told my wife that you know we had a couple of different feedbacks and you know one was asking about the bedtime and she she reiterated the fact of routine 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 and um and so that's that's what i would say is the the biggest in way we get them to go down easy now as time goes on that may change uh, as they get older yeah and i will say like something kind of cool i i love football i'm a football guy um and my son is kind of starting to get that way and so something i've started with him is you know on a sunday night or a monday night um you know, one of those nights, I'll let him. I'll tell him. You know, Elijah, if you take a nap today, you can stay up a little later and you can watch football with Daddy. And um, my wife says those are the days that he'll just go take a nap. Like <laughs> he, he wants to take a nap on those days because it's something special. And on those nights, our routine is a little thrown off. But what usually ends up happening is he'll crawl up on my lap to watch football, and within fifteen minutes, he's asleep. Yeah. So it works out great for you and your wife because she gets him to take a nap during the day, and then. He- you know, he goes right. to bed good at night. Yeah. Um, we got uh, another feedback from uh, Daniel. And he just, he was talking about um, giving, you know, the older teenagers, giving them some responsibility and um, talk about, you know, his kids with their rooms. Their rooms is their responsibility. And, you know, if, if they don't clean it, then that's that's okay, you know, but they they found that when their kids are having their friends over suddenly the rooms get cleaned yeah and i think for me i don't have teenagers so that my kids aren't really socializing you know mike my son micah is just at the point where he's in preschool right now and he's got to the point now where he wants to invite his his friend his best friend from preschool over and you know we said we'd talk about that we haven't really discussed much you know as far as logistical wise but i know that you know that's one of those things that i'm sure that we can use that too that you know if 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 his friend is going to come over he's going to have to make sure that his room is clean and stuff but I do, I do know that it always already is working as far as kind of the taking pride in things as you know a lot of times michael will help out with uh julie when she's cooking dinner and things like that and so for him, he takes a lot of, of pride in the stuff that he's done as far as cleaning and cooking and you know, part of cleaning and cooking are 
cooking is cleaning up afterwards. And so, you know, it's easy to get him to to be able to help Julie clean up the kitchen afterwards if he's been doing the food and, and helping her cook. Yeah. And I mean, there's times with Elijah where I will get home and he will run and meet me at the door and be like, Daddy, come look in the kitchen. I help mommy make cookies. And, you know, he's so proud of those because it's something that he has invested in. So, yeah, definitely, you know, giving giving kids responsibility, even at a young age, giving them responsibility definitely creates that um, opportunity for them to have something to be proud of. of. And, you know, it it's giving them, you know, helping them to understand the responsibility that, hey, if if you want your room to look like trash and your friends come over, that's going to reflect on you, not me. Yeah. And I think that I think that's one of those things where it's, it's a fine balance. You have to make sure that as parents, I mean, yeah, their room can get trashed, but make sure that that doesn't spill out into the, you know, your house. You know, it's like if your stuff is here, you need to take it back to your room. And I mean, that is something we kind of, and our boys are still young, <laughs> young. So like, you know, if we say you need to go put your toys away from they're out in the living room and he puts them, a lot of times they'll just go and throw them in their room and you know, they're not getting that yet, but I'm sure that they will. I'll say I'm the same way. you like, you know, when we're having company over, that's when I'm motivated to help my wife get the house clean, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I don't I don't want people to come over to my house and be like, wow, this place is a mess. You know, I, w- I want it to look good. Well, Corey, I was the other day I was on the Internet at work during my break time and I found this article that I thought was really, really cool. It's called How to Improve Your Relationship with Your Children. And we'll go ahead and we'll link to that in our show notes in our, uh, for this episode. And again, our show notes can be found at betterdadpodcast.com. But the article basically uh, starts out and it's talking about several different things that you can do to improve your relationship with your kids. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about the, the points that we found really, really cool about this article. And the first one is good relationship starts from good communication. So what we found is that, you know, they're the kids. You don't want to just communicate with them in like a coercive way. Like you need to do this or else it means that you should be influenced and have a relationship. Both parties have equal right to speak what's on their mind. So, you know, as you know, obviously as younger kids that that there's a give and take with that, you know, you're not going to just let them speak everything that's in their mind. You know, you have to have a little bit of a, uh, an adult manner and be, you know, be the parent, but as that role fluctuates, especially as you get, get older, as the kids get older, um, it's good to have a relationship where both people can speak their mind and, and, um, it's not just the parent trying to push down on that. Right. And, you know, you're, again, it's, it's developing responsibility with your kids. It's, you know, giving them that, that, um, that boost to where, Hey, I'm not going to, you know, talk down to you. You know, I, I am your father. I am, you know, I am the authority figure here, but I value your opinion and I want your input on this because this is, you know, this is affecting you. And, and one of the things that's noted in this article is never use the fact do what I said because I'm your father. It's really coercive, and it's it's trying. It's you're putting the you're trying to make, force them into doing something and, and respect you because you're trying to force them, and that that doesn't work. It, 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 you need to find a, a balance, and you need to say like we've talked about before on this podcast. You know, if you're going to tell them to do something, you need to follow that up with a statement like because you know, like especially like if you're going to take go back to the the instance where I was saying there, you know, take your your toy back to your room and put it away 
because you need to have a, a good clean room and you need to have everything in order so that you can find it tomorrow, not just a junk heap. You let them know why they need to do that and not just because I said so. Yeah. Uh, and the next next point that I would like uh, to pull out of this then is to spend more time together. You know, the best best way to build a relationship is through spending time together. And I mean that that almost seems obvious but um it's so true you know the the more time you spend together the the better your relationship's going to be the more you're going to know each other and um i mean even even when the kids are young you know doing things like you know when i come home from work if i just like sit down on the floor and build blocks with lucas he just loves that you know i'll sit down there and build blocks and he'll knock the towers over and you know he he loves that time with me but you know, and it, it, to me, it's not a big deal. And we may sit there for five or 10 minutes, but to him, you know, that's one-on-one time with dad that is just invaluable. Yeah. And for, for me, it's the same type of thing. A lot of times what I find for us is both of my boys are really, really into tools. And so we live probably two minutes from the local hardware store. So a lot of times what we'll do is we'll go to the, I'll say, Hey, you guys want to go to tools? And they are like, yeah, you know, they try to get in the car, uh, climb over everything and just get in the car. And we go to look at tools and, you know, we, we go and it's not that big of a deal to me, but they love going. I mean, as far as like, it doesn't take much for me. I just put them in a cart and walk through the store and then explain to them all about the tools. And they, you know, they love picking up the big staple guns and, uh, <laughs> and things like that. And I know that, um, you know, I, last time actually I took, I was actually took your son the last time I went too. And yeah, yeah, he told me about that. He said, "Daddy, Daddy, I went to the man store with with Andy and with Micah and with Eli, and and we went to the man store." <laughs> and you know, it's, it's some stuff like that is just a huge impression on them. You know, because it wasn't that big a deal for me. I just took them and we went and you know, we walked through the store. And I think the biggest thing that they got out the kick out of was it was later in the store, later in the evening. And so I just like would run down the aisle with the cart and jump on the cart and. Yeah, it's kind of immature, but you know what? It made them laugh so hard, and it probably made a big impression on them. And and you know, it's something that they just really enjoy that time and, and friendship. Yeah, and another really easy way to spend time together is just telling stories. Whether you're you're going to read a book or just make up a story. I mean, especially when your kids are littler, it doesn't. I mean, you don't have to be this great storyteller or author or whatever. You know, tell them a story about when you were a kid or. You know, tell them a story that maybe you heard when you were a kid. And, you know, I, I can remember my parents, when we were on car rides, they would make up these stories about these three boys. You know, and I had two two brothers, and they'd make up these stories about these three boys and all the adventures they went. And it's like the stories, when I think back on them, you know, they were really simple and things that actually happened to us. But, um, you know... We we love the stories, and you know that's something I want to do with my boys. Is you know tell them stories. Well, and that's something that we've we've actually had to. My boys really love. They'll always tell me like they'll always say, "Tell me a story about when you were little. Tell me a story about when you were little. Tell me a story about when you were on a boat." I told them like one story about when I was on a boat, and they always wanted to hear a story about when I was on a boat, and not. <laughs> And not just that, but then another fun thing, too, is, like you said, making up stories. Uh, my wife is really good at doing this. Uh, she takes 
at dinner time, we'll sit down and the boys will say, tell me a story about the food. And she'll say, uh, just make up something really silly. Like Sally took the beans and planted the seed and Johnny picked the beans and Sarah cooked the beans. And the boys just love that. Even though it's just silly, silly little things like that. They love it and almost always ask her for a story about about dinner. And it, it's just really cool things like that. And it's just a way to connect and to get them to to open up and share with us too. Right. And and that's just quality time that you're spending together and building that relationship, laying that foundation for as they get older. Um, you know, the the last thing that I kinda wanna pull out of here, out of this article is, you know, be sensitive to your kids' emotions. You know, they they may be they may be feeling something, they may be, you know, going through something, especially as they get to be teenagers. You know, they're gonna come in come home from school and be ticked off about something. And they may not always want to talk to you about it, but just let them know that you care. You know, it's that simple simple action of saying, Hey, how was your day? And they may be like, It was terrible. Slam, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and I think that that's some of the things that I know I, I'm going to have a tough time with uh, just because I know that I'm the kind of person that if something's wrong with you, I kind of want to fix it or I kind of want to be there. And Me too, and, absolutely. And so for me, it's going to be really tough when you know my kids come home and have a broken heart or something. And you know, I know right, right now I'm good at just like if they're crying, just holding them and, and things like that. And that's the same same type of thing, just you know, being there for them. But now if, if they have a, like a crappy day or something like that, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm hoping that when that time comes, I can just respect that and sit back and say, okay, that's fine. You know, I'll give you your space. Uh, but I know for me, I, I try to like trying to fix things. So hopefully, you know, I'm asking for you guys to hold me accountable for that too. To, they want to, you know, my boys get older that uh, I can able or my kids in general, especially, especially Reagan, because, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of times I'm not going to understand a thing that's going on there. <laughs> but, um, you know, as a dad, I think that we have to try, especially, you know, and, and that is true. You know, we had, we had talked about this when we, when we first, um, started having kids, you know, that if, if we have a boy, you know, I need to do things with him as far as like take him to the, you know, the tools and then take him out in the shop and do boy things with him. But at the same time, also don't just not include the, you know, if we have a girl, not to not include her in that, that you know, that she needs to be out there and, and one feeling the need, you know, that she can come out and have, you know, time with the boys. And if she, that means getting under the hood of the car and changing the oil, that's what that means, you know, and, and including them equally in that. Yeah. And, you know, one of, one of the last uh, points here or, you know, un- under this, you know, being sensitive thing is love doesn't always need to be expressed in words. You know, your, your actions are oftentimes more powerful. And so just, just that simple uh, hug or a pat on the back, you know, can oftentimes be more meaningful than, you know, sitting there and giving them, you know, a lecture or, you know, talking their ear off. Yeah. No, this is, this is a great article. And, and when I saw it, I, I knew we had to talk about it tonight on the podcast. So, uh, if you've got feedback about this article or if you have any ideas that you want us to cover or topics, we want to hear about that. We want to hear about your struggle becoming a better dad. Uh, obviously, you know, if you're checking out this podcast, you know, your goal, you want to be a better dad to your kids too. And so if you have any, any, if you want to share your struggle with us, if you want to give us ideas for topics, if you want to put in any feedback about this or any articles or any other topics that we've touched on before, we have a voicemail line, 575 201 da. DS. That's five seven five 
201-DADS. And we also, you can send us an email at feedback at betterdadpodcast.com. Now, Corey, uh, again, we do these shows uh, first and third Monday of every month. So, um, yeah, we, 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 we'd love to hear from you guys. So make sure you go ahead and put in some, uh, some feedback. Yeah. I, I love getting the emails from you guys. I love hearing your stories. Um, I'm, I'm a, ve- I'm a very story type of guy. I love, love hearing what other guys are doing, what other, what other guy, what is working, what isn't working for, um, other guys and their relationships and their, um, you know, time with their kids. 